Welcome to the Barbells and Briefcases podcast. My name is John Miller. I am doing a podcast on this chilly Friday night here in Las Vegas. Uh, This is a podcast I've been meaning to do for a long time because I'm talking about this powerlifting meet that I coached three months ago. Was it three months ago? It was it was almost a full three months ago that I coached my first powerlifter into a meet, which is really really cool to be able to say because it was actually one of my goals at the beginning of this year to be able to be a power a full on powerlifting coach for the first time. So I'm so thankful and honored and happy that I was able to do that. So here's the story behind it. So earlier this June. My friend Rebecca, uh, she's been on this podcast before. You've, you've heard her on this podcast. She's a stretch girl here in Las Vegas. She's been a friend of mine for three, four years. Quick overview on, on me and Rebecca's relationship. We used to work at the bank together at U.S. Bank, and we both left around the same time. Her, me to do my personal training, her to do her stretch therapy. One of the days when she was stretching me, uh, she had asked me to get her to see if I could get her into to Filthy Power, not as a member or anything, just to do a demo, to do a stretch demo, to try and get clients and to try and because powerlifters have aches and pains. And she thought it would be a good idea to break in. So I go to Brandon Allen, the owner of Filthy Power Gym, and I asked him if it would be cool if she came in. He was 100% down with it. She came in, did a stretch demo there. Uh, I think she did it a couple times. And before you know it, Brandon was introducing her to all the USPA guys. And not soon after that, she had a table at all the meets. And now you'll see her at nationals. You'll see her at worlds. You'll see her at, at a lot of the local meets here in, in Las Vegas. She's even done a, a few of the, the bigger meets in California as well. And so she is fully immersed and knows lots and lots and lots of people in this power in powerlifting. So when she reached out to me in June, knowing like all the strong, smart, cool people that she knows in the powerlifting world, she reached out to me to to write her program and to take her through her first powerlifting meet. She has she had a, a bodybuilding background. She had done a bodybuilding show the year before. She's always been uh, a gym rat. She'd been lifting for a few years and was a really strong girl for her size. So, But she'd never done powerlifting. Like She's obviously been to a bunch of bunch of meets, so she's seen what it's like. She's seen how it is on powerlifting meets, like when you are a lifter, how you get the spotlight on you all day long, and you get to show off, and you get to... And... She, and so yeah, so she reached out to me, and I was very, very honored and very, very happy that that I was able to do this and to get the opportunity to be a coach for the first time. So once we decided, let's go, let's do it, we picked meet. It was in June. We picked the local meet here in Las Vegas in September, and we met the first day. We tested all her maxes. Uh, she had a squat max of 245, a bench max of 105 and a deadlift max of 255 at 100 and around 135 pounds body weight. So really really strong squat, really squat and a really strong deadlift and a and a decent bench 
for her size already. Good base. We talked about, you know, her squat style, squat commands, what it's like in powerlifting versus what they're looking for, things like that. We talked about her bench, you know, where her grip width was, how much arch she was going to be using, uh, commands, all that stuff, what body or what bench training was going to be like. And then we talked about deadlift, what stance she was going to use, you know, what equipment she was going to use, what, uh, where she was going to be deadlifting, all that stuff. We figured out a plan. We figured out, we talked about accessories. We talked about frequency, how many times a week she was going to be lifting, doing each lift. And, and yeah, and came up with a good plan. Uh, I wrote her first block. I believe I gave it to her towards the end of June. So we had maybe like 12 to 15 weeks out. So she had a good, at least full three months of training with me before we got into the meet, which is awesome. And which I recommend for anybody, if you're going to hire a coach, give them at least 12, if not 16 weeks to work with you, because you're not going to see any results and they're not going to be able to do much with you in in 10 or eight or less weeks. So that being said, uh, we got into it and we, and (laughs) I joke with Rebecca and we joke with each other about this, how we were probably perfect for each other for being each other's first coach and first lifter because we had a lot of bumps and we learned from each other a lot during this whole prep. One of the bumps originally we had started out with her squatting and deadlifting the same day. Uh, I've done that before in my training and I felt like I got out a lot out of it. This is because, you know, in a real powerlifting meet, you're going to be squatting and deadlifting on the same day. You're not going to be fresh when you deadlift. It's going to be at the end of a very, very long day. So I always felt like I got a lot and out of my deadlift and also squatting warms up a lot of the, the same body parts that you can be using for deadlift. However, when Rebecca tried this, it did not work for her. Probably one of the main reasons is because she was pulling conventional and squatting low bar and pulling conventional deads can fry your lower back. So, uh, so we had to audible after I think probably like maybe only like two weeks of training to where her heavy squat day was, was earlier in the week. And then a few days later she had her her one deadlift day of the week, we switched to her deadlift frequency to once a week. And it was away from her her big volume squat day. Part of being a good coach, I've learned, is being adaptable and being uh, adjustable to your clients because everybody's different. Everybody's got their own things going on. Everybody's got their their own little unique little trinkets they bring to their training. So I we, we called that audible and... Uh, only had to adjust that once, and it and and that worked out really, really well. Uh, another bump that we came through was uh, she <laughs> maybe at least once, and it might have even happened twice on accident. She skipped a whole week of training, like like if there was like a week one, week two, week three. She went from week one to week three on the training, and then at the end of three weeks, she was like, "Hey, I'm done three weeks of training. I'm ready for my next block," and I'm like. I just gave you a block three weeks ago. And <laughs> and then when we, we went back and looked at it, at the numbers that she was doing, she was off. So that was a funny little thing that happened where we just had to, you know, go after that three-week block and write her another four weeks. And 
highlight the the week numbers and the dates that she was going to be doing stuff. So that was a funny little thing that I had to adapt to that's, you know, we're all human. We all make mistakes. And it was just something that I had to adjust to. And it we made it work. Uh, another big thing that powerlifters deal with that is going to happen from time to time in training is dealt with some some minor, minor injuries. Uh, I think it was like first or second week of her training. She was doing dumbbell deadlifts, dumbbell like stiff leg deadlifts. She had pulled out or she had tweaked her shoulder. So she skipped at least one or two bench sessions and she probably skipped at least one deadlift session and and then just eased back into it after that. It wasn't too big of a deal. Didn't have to switch up too many things on her her training for that. Another injury that she dealt with was in the middle of her, her training, maybe it was like 10, 12 weeks out, she started to get some knee tendonitis. Had to skip uh, a few a few squat sessions. She got some treatment on it. She found some supplements that worked for her, found some things that fixed it. Same thing, once she felt healthy enough, we eased her back in and, and, and got her pumping. And it happened early enough in the training that it didn't mess with her strength and it didn't mess with any of the momentum that we had built up from the previous week's training. Uh, another... A uh, funny thing that happened, or not funny, but I mean, it is kind of funny thing that happened in our this cycle is originally, you know, when we started, you know, week one, she was around 135 pounds and she had signed up for the meet wanting to compete at 132 pounds. Uh, around four or five weeks out, she was probably closer to 140. And so we decided to, to contact the meet director and change her to the 148 class. You know, it being her first meet, it's not not ideal and not a smart thing to do to to worry about cutting weight and to deal with all the things that a, a drastic weight cut can do to your strength and do to your your performance. So we switched, moved her, we bumped her up a class. It was no big deal with the with the meet director, so we were good to go on that department. And she didn't even think about her weight going in, and she ended up weighing in at 145 and competing in the 148 class and. It all worked out. She was, she was strong. So, going into the meet, her after her twelve or fifteen weeks of training with me, her openers for the meet were all what her maxes were on day one when we started, which is so freaking cool to be able to say. You know, her squat opener was two forty five, her or two forty two, her bench opener was one hundred five. Her deadlift opener was 242. And then, as we moved on in the day, she, she performed awesome. She, she did great. And all her, she made all her attempts except her third attempt on bench. She, her squat and her deadlift, the, her third attempts were at least 20, if not 30 pounds heavier than anything that she had touched in training. And they moved like she probably had another 10, 15, 20 pounds left in her. And it's to the point now when people see her videos or when she is still hearing how much she sandbagged her attempts. And you know what? It was her first meet. It was my first meet as a coach. And I was just happy that she went eight for nine on the day and she did great. And she hit PRs and she did awesome. So ultimately, she finished with 275 squat, 30 pound PR from when we started. She finished with a 115 bench, uh, which was 10 pounds, 
10 pound PR from when we started and she finished with a monster 286 deadlift which looked like she probably could have done it for three RP8 so it was an awesome day she was only a weightlifter in her class so she got the gold medal for her class and the only thing she missed was her third attempt on bench uh, which was 125 it, she probably got it maybe like an inch off her chest and then it just died she didn't have that strength for it lessons takes takeaways uh, as I mentioned before this is my first meet as a coach her first meet as a lifter we like when you look at her squat and her deadlift she definitely left some pounds on the platform as we continue to work with each other as we continue to as I get more data on her I'll get a definitely have a better idea next time of what she has what she's capable of and what she can do on a meet day versus what she does in training so that's just one of those things where the more we work with each other the more we'll be able to maximize what she has as opposed to leaving pounds on the platform another lesson takeaway was bench she went a five kilo jump when you're when your max is 55 kilos is a gigantic jump. Uh, it's very, very common for girls that are, who are just handling less absolute weight that a five kilo jump is a gigantic jump from a second to a third attempt in this case. So if I could go back and change one attempt from this meet, it would definitely be that I would, instead of going to, uh, from 115 to 125, on her third bench, I would have gone to 121, and she probably could have given it a much, much better fight if not taking it down. On that, along that same thought, because the weight that she handles for bench is a lot less than what she does for squats and deads, she probably could have handled a lot more volume and a lot closer to the meat. Like, I probably could have thrown in another bench session for her, and she might not have been as detrained going into the meat day as she as she was. And... Also going along with that, uh, another bench thought that I just had was, and this is something that we're we're going through in our training right now as we prepare her for 2019 and her next meet is what we're working on for Rebecca is her being the stretch therapist and being as mobile and as flexible as she is. Uh, what we're going to be doing is working on uh, her flexibility in her upper back and and working on improving her arch. So that way we can bring her ribs up and reduce that range of motion, maybe even move her grip a little wider out. So that way we can reduce that range of motion as much as possible. So that, that way we can maybe squeeze out another two and a half to five kilos and clean up her form and getting her getting her benching like a real power lifter. All that being said, you know, all the emotions that I went through on the meet day were, I mean, it's obviously a lot different than actually competing, but it's, the adrenaline was pumping for me just as much. I was probably way, way, way more nervous for, on Rebecca's meet day than I was on my own. It's so much different when you don't have control and when it's out of your hands and you're just watching but at the same time, it's probably a lot more gratifying and I got a lot more satisfaction out of it. So I, I, I'm so happy to be able to say that I did this and I'm so thankful to Rebecca for, for allowing me to. So 
that being said, uh, I can't wait to be a powerlifting coach and handle somebody at a meet and take somebody through a prep again. I can't wait to do it for Rebecca. I can't wait to do it. I currently have a couple other uh, lifters that I'm writing programming for that hopefully want to do meets next year. And if you are interested in powerlifting or if you've done a few powerlifting meets and you never had a coach or if you're looking for a coach, I would love to be able to coach you. I'd love to to take you through a meet and to to keep learning and keep getting better at this because I I love doing this and I love this sport and I would love to share my passion and my knowledge and all the awesome things about this sport with you. Please reach out to me if you're interested. And I think that's about all I have to say about the meet. I'm also competing next year as well if you're interested. I'm doing the February 9th Las Vegas drug tested meet here in town. Come out and check it out. See what powerlifting is all about. Um, I am John Will Miller on Instagram. I'm John Miller on on Facebook, J-O-N. And thank you so much if you made it this far listening to, to me talk. I really appreciate it. And please also follow Barbells and Briefcases. If you listen to this podcast, I hope you already do. Check us out. We got new gear on the website, www.barbellsbriefcases.com. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Leave a five-star review on iTunes. Leave a review on SoundCloud. Like us, follow us, subscribe to us. We're on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. And tune in. We're working on Spotify. Hopefully, we'll have that for the new year as well. We slowed down a little bit on podcasts this year, towards the end of the year. But we've got actually got a couple, hopefully, fire ones in the books for this last month. So we're going to finish this year off strong going into 2019. If you have anything or anybody that you want us to interview, anything you want us to talk about, please let us know. Slide up in those DMs. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Good night, everybody. Bye.